what's hey. up, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of Movie Club Black Friday edition. That's right. And we got the perfect film just for that. That's right. Today we are reviewing the classic holiday film Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Now, if this is your first time seeing Movie Club, welcome. If you're a returning viewer, you're probably feeling like this episode's already a little weird. It's already a little off. Mm -hmm. Rocco didn't do some in-theme kind of like joke. No. Cold open to the show. Do you you have one prepared for us? Uh, 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 How to... Plane. This isn't going to be a plane episode where we watch how to train your dragon. No, I got nothing. I mean, that's pretty on par for a year. This is about right. Automobiles. Or cars. I... The mo- no. Okay. Nope. That's it. Didn't work. Okay. No, I got nothing left. Uh, typically, this show, Movie Club, is exclusive to the Mega64 Patreon. So go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mega64. Yeah. We watched. My microphone is slowly oh, deflating. What's got up? a drooping mic, dude. Um, droopy mic syndrome. Uh, check out patreon.com slash Mega64. If you enjoy this and watch all the other episodes of movie club Yeah, we've reviewed like hundreds of movies at this point so many fucking movies so it's fun it's a fun time so thanks for checking out uh our special edition movie club so planes trains and automobiles a movie i've never seen before derek has never seen it rocco is this a movie you've always watched or is this like a a new discovery for you i i had seen this for the first time in like the last mm, two or three years Mm. I had heard about it forever. Yes. Um, gave it a shot. And I was surprised because I did not know this was a th- uh, in an entirely new genre, the Thanksgiving film. We've seen a million Christmas movies. We've seen a million, you know, scary movies that you would qualify as a Halloween time film. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had not seen something like this where it's like, oh, this really is heavily centered around Thanksgiving. In fact, I said last week, this is I consider this the definitive Thanksgiving movie. Others have touched on the subject, but this it, Thanksgiving is the nucleus of an entire mm-hmm. operation. Yeah. Uh, what are some other great Thanksgiving movies? I can't think of a single one, um, to be real with you. What's another? Uh, but they gotta exist. They gotta troll. Do they? Wasn't there like a Thanksgiving themed <laughs> troll movie, like Thanksgiving? Uh, no, Sean made that up. Oh, I think. never mind. That's a Sean. I think he did. Sean made that up a long time ago. Yeah, I think I did that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a single Thanksgiving. That's weird because that's a. I mean, the whole world stops for this the same way they do for not the whole world, the whole country. You know, it stops. There's like Christmas. Like everyone stops to celebrate the holiday, spend time with family. There's no movies about it. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. And that surprised me. So yeah. in watching this film, it, it this to me took the spot. Okay, when it comes to Thanksgiving, this is the thing you watch. You know, I um last night went on iTunes, and uh, you know it's Black Friday. What what deals do they have here? I wonder. And the top selling TV series was WKRP in Cincinnati. Whoa! Which I know you're not expecting. Because I'm sure of this, they have like a hilarious Thanksgiving episode, and I am sure everyone's buying that show. It's like you know six bucks for the whole season on iTunes, but it's like what other things tackle Thanksgiving besides this movie, which was the number one movie, and then WKRP in Cincinnati. 
Was there a uh, Char- was there a Charlie Brown thing? Yes, but no one watches that. I don't one. remember. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I always hear about the Chris- a Christmas special and the Halloween thing, but I never I don't remember the Thanksgiving one at all. Yeah. Um, for what I remember, like in my mind, seeing like Pilgrims, right? The Peanuts gang dressed up as like the Pilgrims. For yeah. I think that's a thing in my brain. I don't mm-hmm. know. Isn't that crazy? So, uh, that so this is a Rocco pick. And are you yes. googling it? Did you find anything? You no. have a laptop in front of you, but you're googling on your phone. No, use the yeah. big computer. No, I was I was I, I was posting to let people oh, know I see. about this. You have your mm-hmm. notes up. I understand. Yes. Uh, so you picked this movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, anything else you want to say about uh, why you nominated this for movie club? Well, I was surprised. I didn't know this was a John Hughes film. There was so much I didn't know about it until I watched it a couple years ago. Um, you know. I, I am pro Steve Martin. I'm not a Steve Martin fanboy. I mean, there are people who like that there's a level of worship. I'm not on that level, but I but I he's gets a thumbs up from me. Yeah, like but more than him, I'm a candy man. John mm. Candy. I'm I, I miss rest in peace, John. He just left us and I miss him. So I was happy to see them both in this. There's a new that yeah. show Only Murders in the Building. Have you seen that show with Steve uh, Martin? Minutes of it. I've it's not good. seen the whole I like it. Yeah, I, I've heard good stuff. It's good. Uh, yeah, Derek doesn't like Steve Martin. That is... I think that that's a that's a very... Um, uh, 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 I don't know say controversial, but it's not a very common take. I think most people mm-hmm. genuinely like him. Here you are setting me up to be annihilated in no, front of our live audience. You don't need you to know, be annihilated. I wasn't even going to go into my take on Steve Martin. I was just going to review this movie straight, you know. Yeah. But here, you, you know, if you want to hear it, I will be upfront about it. Okay. I don't get Steve Martin. I don't get Steve Martin. I've seen a bunch of Steve Martin movies. They're all right. At best, in my opinion, uh, this is another Steve Martin movie, and I feel like this is more Steve Martin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, it is what it is. I I just feel like he he has this vibe about him, like it's like this like fake smile trying to appease people, and I always laugh when he does it. Like, he doesn't everything he's in, yeah, and it always gets me. I don't know what it is about him. Yeah, know. yeah, he, he's got this full of shit attitude kind of thing, and I I dig that too. I know what you mean. I don't know how else to explain that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just find Steve Martin kind of corny, to be honest. I just don't like. It never yeah. really gets to a deep level of comedy. It always just feels like sticky. Like this dude's just doing a sticky bit that he thinks is funny, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, you think you're funny. You cool. know who does that sometimes and. Not every time, but uh, old Bill Murray, for me, it's like, oh, I don't, like, you're just, you're just being a goof. Like, I can't connect to anything here. Like, when I watched, like, uh, Stripes, or there was something else with I him. I never saw Stripes, yeah. I watched it, and I was like, oh, I, don't, I can't, like, if you're, like, the main character, you're just, you're just too much of a, and then later on, like, he did, like, you know, Groundhog's Day, and that's not that good at all. But, like, yeah, I just, you know. And... I, you know, I honestly feel like Steve Martin doesn't really have a movie that is like a classic, like, you know, a definitive. What is the definitive Steve Martin movie? You know, if you have to watch only one. I don't know, but I love a lot of them. I don't know if one, I don't know what one is, you know, but like, I love this. I love Three Amigos. I saw that for the first time, maybe like six or eight months ago. 
And I love Three that. Amigos, yeah. Um, People are saying the jerk. I've never seen the jerk yeah, either. The jerk, I loved. I saw that. I, that's another one. I, I only saw his movies maybe in the last few years, most of them. And I, I, I really like just about all of them. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, and corny. I think I, I think I turned the jerk off after about 15 minutes. Uh, I thought the jerk was fantastic. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I love that. that. But I know what you mean about corny, but I, I think I like his brand of corny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into this movie. Planes, trains, and automobiles. All right, we're going to be talking planes, trains, and automobiles. We're going to be spoiling the whole movie. If you haven't seen it, maybe you want to turn this off and go watch the movie and come back after you've checked it out. Uh, Or if you don't care, stick around and we'll just tell you everything that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to get into it right now. So planes, trains, and automobiles. uh, Planes, trains, and automobiles. All plural. Mm Uh, is a movie from 1980, is it 87, 89? It is 1987. 1987, starring Steve Martin and John Candy, written by John Hughes. And it is basically about traveling home for the holidays uh, two days before Thanksgiving, which, you know, as most people know, or maybe you don't know, is the busiest travel days of the year. Uh, there was something a little charming about putting this movie on two days before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, so I give it extra points for being of the season. Sure. It's a little like celebratory film to get you in the mood. Um, Steve Martin plays like a marketing executive, uh, an ad man. And the movie opens with him in New York City, kind of showing some advertisements to his latest client. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. (laughs) <laughs> Which I guess is pretty much how you could sum up most of the scenes in this movie. Uh, this guy is like kind of just going over um, the brochures of, uh, I don't know, you know, the, 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 the shit that Steve Martin has proposed to him for this marketing. What are they adver- advertising? I don't know. Uh, some kind of, I thought it was like, it looked like perfume or a necklace or some shit. You know, it's like a fancy magazine that you would have like the dumb, it's like the model looking like this and, you know. Something fancy, a fancy shit. Also, this guy clearly has like money. Like he's not like the richest guy in the room, but you could definitely tell like money is not really yeah. an object for what Steve Martin is. You know, he doesn't really care. Well, he works for like a big New York City, you know, ad agency. He's like a big marketing guy, wears suits. So yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to travel home for the holidays. Trying to get back to Chicago to see his family. Uh, that's pretty much the crux of the movie. That's the whole journey. This guy just wants to get home to see his family. Um, he, he takes a, he tries to get to, uh, the airport. Oh, what does he have? Like 30 minutes to get to the airport to catch yeah, his flight in the beginning like of the that. movie? Yeah. Yeah. And, and thus not- we kick off the great film that is planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, with 30 minutes to get to the airport. Um, and of course everything goes wrong. He, uh, tries to catch cabs. He can't catch a cab. His cab gets stolen mm-hmm. by, uh, John Candy. I mean, cut in at any time no, if you I'm feel like gonna, I'm, no. I'm missing it, to, stuff from to this me, plot To me, like, I got a vibe from this movie where, you know, I haven't seen this one, but I've seen movies like it that I've clearly have taken from this movie. I feel like the movie Tommy Boy has taken from this movie. And, you know, so like, I kept getting these vibes, but it really... In what way? What do you mean? Well, it's just two guys on the road. One guy is bigger. And one guy is kind of a clumsy, and then the other the, the, the other guy is kind of the straight man who tried to wrangle the other guy in. You know, I kind of well, feel like to that extent, you could say that that goes back to like Abbott and Costello, sure, 
or yeah. uh, or a Laurel and Hardy. You know, big guy, little guy. I'm not going to say planes, trains, and automobiles invented that dynamic, but it is a classic like comedy duo pairing. Yeah. So it's kind of that, yeah. Dy- but it's also like a road trip type thing too, where like they kind of get somewhere and have a they have a purpose. Um, but it really is just a series of unfortunate events, like throughout the entire thing and how they deal with that. You know, and that's kind of just because you're going through like what's going to happen in the movie, but it really isn't like that much. You know, I can yeah. I can explain these characters to you in 30 seconds and then you got the whole gist of what I know and what is shown. You know, it's just really just watching them go through all these terrible things happening to them, essentially, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, generally that is, that is an aspect of the movie in a way. It's like the most terrible thing that happens to them though, is that they meet each other because a lot of their problems would not have occurred if it just weren't for their own like character failings. Yeah. Continuing to bump into each other and all of that. Yeah. And them being so opposite in how they want to handle certain things too, or whatever. Yeah. Creates friction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Steve Martin, he's trying to get to the airport. His cab gets stolen by John Candy. And then at the airport, wouldn't you know it? John Candy sits down across from him at the airport and, uh, you know, he confronts him about it. You stole, you stole my cab. And John Candy, you know, is a nice guy, like wants to make it up to him. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to move on. I, you know, I feel, I feel like I'm waiting for this movie to really, like, kick in and kind of... For me, it never really elevated to a point of, like, attaining, uh, you know, a satisfactory just movie well, experience. The, it was always, like, a, approaching a satisfactory experience, but never quite getting there. Yeah, I I kind of was waiting for something a little bit more, too, where it's like... Back to Tommy Boy, like, you know, they have a set mission of like, we, we have to do this to save the company or whatever in that movie. This is like, well, we got to get home. Yeah. And that and that's it, which is fine. That's a good, that's a good enough plot device. But it also is like, OK, but yeah, but it's not happening. So what else can we, you know, accomplish here? Yeah. Kind of. You know, I don't want to talk too much about Tommy Boy because I don't want to review a movie that we didn't watch. I hear But you. I feel like that in Tommy Boy... Chris Farley is like going to inherit this company and David Spade works for the company. And there's like so much high stakes about why these guys are stuck together, why they have to be stuck together, despite the fact that they kind of don't like each other. But this movie, just kind of these guys almost just like fate sticks them together. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like they're just kind of like, man, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, They end up getting on the plane. And uh, I don't recall why the plane like there's a blizzard in Chicago. Or wherever they are, so they can't land. That's right. the The storm is really bad. Yeah, uh, Laguardia Airport, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they get rerouted back to. Uh, they have to go to Wichita, I believe, Kansas. Okay, yeah. This movie kind of takes place <laughs> all over America, in between New York and Chicago, which means they hit Wichita, Kansas. They wind up in St. Louis at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other like major cities that that I'm missing? Other, they obviously make it to Chicago eventually. I don't think yeah, so. I, I think, I think that's kind of yeah. exact, I mean, yeah, I have here. So uh, they're rerouted to Wichita, Kansas, and uh, let's look at our checklist here. Planes, got it. Check. We've got planes on deck. Next, they try automobiles. With uh, they get into a cab. It's like the cab from hell. The cab from hell, I actually did enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed this set piece. There were a lot of things that I did like find cute and amusing about this movie. And mainly it was all of the um 
characters that they would run into, right? The cabbie who's like really punk rock and into the devil. He's decorated his cab. I liked all the motel owners that were really weird that they would have to interact with. Um, you know, there's a famous scene. I'm assuming it's famous because it was a big scene in the movie where he interacts with a lady at the rental car counter. I liked yeah. all those other that, characters. Yeah. That, that scene is the sole reason it was rated R. Oh, really? Just that because it's profanity laden. It yeah. is. Other scenes don't quite go as far, but that one, every other word is fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And that it was like, can you cut that and we'll lower the rating? No. Okay. It's R. That's crazy. Um, I always, that's fascinating to me whenever that conversation comes up because it's like, that's millions of dollars they left on the table, essentially, if they would have changed that. But yeah, it doesn't make the movie and, what it is. And then you see movies that chose money. Mm-hmm. like live free or die hard. I was going to say that one. Can you, uh, well, he, he doesn't say, uh, uh, what does he say? Trick or treat motherfucker. What's his catchphrase? Uh, Yippee-ki-yay motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Trick or treat motherfucker. Uh, he doesn't say that. Uh, what, oh, yeah. That's, that makes it rated R. Okay. Have the gunshot cover motherfucker. And it kind of ruins the movie. I mean, it, it's so funny because that's such a minimal part. Yeah, but, but that th- scene comes and everyone in the audience goes, oh, man. Well, also, Die Hard became famous <laughs> yeah. for being a radar movie. Yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't need to be PG thirteen. Like, if the first it. one was yeah. fine, but it's like you know we already established this is an R franchise. Yeah. You don't need to make it PG thirteen to you know fuck uh, exactly. And there is the point of don't you get like one or two free fucks in a PG thirteen movie? You do, but con- it's context. You could say it like ah, oh, it's fucking weird. You know, like you could say it like that, but you can't say like I'm gonna fuck. Or, or you know whatever <laughs> and motherfucker is is under the latter category for some reason even though, it's you the know, worst it's, curse word you're just uh, saying it as English. a phrase but you can't do it yeah anyway anyways yeah so all the outside characters i ended up liking them more than the main characters personally um but whatever so they get into this cab and then they end up in like a motel um and then the comedy here is just like sharing a room with somebody you don't know who's kind of gross you know they have a tiny bed that they have to share uh steve martin has to take a shower after john candy and he washes his face with john candy's underwear and yeah steps on a you know a gross floor the wet towel detail i really liked like specific like there's a lot of things they could have done to make it gross but i specifically love just wet towels on the ground is already a a great detail. Yeah, the movie that. kind of traffics in like little uh, slice of life nuance. Like, yes. haven't you always had this problem when you share a hotel with people? Yes. Um, they wake up cuddling accidentally at the beginning of the next day. Um, after they leave the motel, what's their next? Um, what, I have what it. Do they do next? Here, just talk about the hotel though. I really liked this scene. This Me whole too. thing. And I think it's maybe because we've done that with each other. So many times we've shared rooms with each other and just yeah. had, and there's back in the day, like old school Paxi's days or whatever, where we'd be like five of us in one room. And it was definitely a fucking heinous situation that we were trying to get through. I, th- I think the record was the first Pax East because we didn't know what we were heading into. I yeah. think it was six. I think That's we, ins- that, I think why did we do that? There. That was crazy. So yeah, we did that once. And so like, yeah, I just, See these two strangers have to share a room with each other, and it's like, man, like they did not expect this way to go this way. Now they're in fucking Kansas. I don't. Know, I really enjoyed that part. Mm. Um, let me see where they go. I think that's when they get on the train. After this, I'm pretty sure they get on the train. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, yeah. that's this is where yes. they do planes, trains, and yeah, this will be the trains part of planes, yes, trains. Yes, because they can't air travel at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the blizzard, so they get onto a train and uh, they split up. You know, and by the way, at this point, there's kind of some character development, and we'll give them credit. Like, yes, Steve Martin has a lot of money. He's a businessman. He kind of they get into a fight at this motel room where Steve Martin thinks that. John Candy is really annoying, really like talkative, is totally kind of oblivious to his surroundings and is just like living in his own world. La 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 la, you know, where Steve Martin is very like terse and professional and I pay for my section and you have your section and let's not overlap. Right. So they're an odd couple. They get into a fight where Steve Martin basically tells him like you're loud, obnoxious, annoying. But John Candy says like, yeah, but I I'm friendly, basically. Like, I'm of the people. Uh, my wife likes me. I like me. Like, I like to have a good time. I like to live life. I'm not going to compromise who I am because there's people like you in the world who want to judge people and be all hoity-toity. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the dynamic between these two characters. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Steve Martin has been paying for everything up until this point. He paid for all the meals. He paid for the motel. John Candy's kind of a freeloader. Uh, so they decide to part ways when they're on the train. The train doesn't make it to Chicago. Um... I did. Why why does the train stop? I can't I, I don't remember. I don't remember either, to be real with you. I don't remember why it stops. But I do I did like this part. Well Do you remember why the train stops? Uh no, I can't remember. Uh, I'm looking here. Uh, why? Why does the train stop? Yeah. Um, Chat. Why does it stop? Yeah. Um, if we have to, add, it just is the, an example. Look, of, oh, it just broke. It just broke. Yeah. yeah it broke down. Just an example. Of they how, get ditched in the field or yeah, whatever. I, I remember that, but like so yeah. many plot points of this movie are just like, yeah, it just happened. Move on. Yeah. Uh, so the train broke down. By golly. Yeah. I I did like. Well, when Steve Martin is like, hey, I think this is it for us. Like, I don't want to be with you anymore. Mm. I was a little like, okay, well, that's kind of a bummer. I, I was, I was sad for some reason about that. When the train breaks down and he's, you see John Candy struggling to get his tr uh, trunk through this like dirt field, and Steve Martin, without saying anything, just like goes over and just picks up with him. They start walking without saying a word to each other. I liked that. Like there was like moments. Like, okay, there. Yeah. I'm getting things out of this a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm getting moments here. Yes, Th this will bring me to the point I want to bring up here. Okay. I think I am I don't know what has transpired this year because I feel like we have never quite been on the same page other than train to Busan. But mm -hmm. no one could hear me talk during that episode. So no no one. Why couldn't know. they hear you talk? My mic was off. Are you whole, serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero. <gasps> audio. So it's you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, train to Busan. Yeah. So Rocco, what was your take? No. Yeah, oh, that sucks. Something happened. Oops. It was in the recording. But anyway, shit. neither here nor there. But I. I, uh, I will say this movie to me when I saw it, it was corny. I like a corny, you know, corny holiday movie. I'm with it, but you know, whatever. I mean, it only that only goes so far. They're they're fun in kind of a junk food way. But what to me elevated this movie was that anytime it hit the apex of something happening, or or uh, oh oh things are really brought to a head here. It actually showed an emotional side, mm -hmm. and I was really pleasantly surprised by that. That little rant we were talking about a second ago with John Candy. I think John Candy's just an incredible performer. Even just him smoking cigarettes in bed, and what I just physically like watching him do stuff. Mm -hmm. So already I'm enthralled by that. But uh, I like that it kept sh exposing heart, and it had those moments to it when I didn't think they would. I thought it would, you know. 
they, it didn't have to. And so uh, I, I, I was really actually into it. And moments like this were just selling me more and more and more on mm-hmm. it. So I like also the, 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 the wife picture on the dresser. Yeah. And the hotel room. I was like, that's funny. Like, and there's little things about it. Like you, they yeah. do a good job, I think, of yes. you see why John Candy is annoying. Yes. But you also can't help but kind of love him a little bit. You yeah. know, like, I don't want to be stuck in a room with this guy, but I also kind of like him, you know? Yes. That's kind of the vibe I got from him. I do have a map, by the way, in case we ever get to distracted again. I have what their route was and what the transportation was on this map. Okay, good. So <laughs> their intended route, I got that. They go to uh, Kansas. Then they get on... Um, the train breaks down, and then right now where we're at is the bus. There's a bus, which I forgot mm-hmm. about. I didn't forget about the bus. Uh, yeah, so for whatever reason, Steve Martin decides, like, I'm in it with this guy. You know, he, he kind of takes pity on him, honestly. John Candy is kind of a loser. I mean, he's a shower yeah. curtain or shower ring salesman. Like, yeah. that can't be. <laughs> and he, he yeah. carries a giant trunk around, which, you know, is impossible to move. So he just kind of, like, doesn't have his shit together. Steve Martin totally has his shit together. So he decides, he kind of takes pity on him. He helps him carry his trunk. They buy some bus tickets together. They're on a bus, and uh, bus is crappy. Bus uh, bus is cramped. There's people singing on the bus. Mm-hmm. There's people making out on the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. They take the bus to St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, and then they get off the bus, and uh, and now they're going to just rent a car and drive from St. Louis. You know, go their separate ways once again. And... Yeah, I just felt like, yeah, they're on the bus. It's kind of uneventful. My main, and I'll just stop right here and say everything you guys are saying and praising in this movie, I can see that. But to me, the glaring problem of this movie is it's just fucking boring. It's just like, in my opinion, Hmm. two bumbling guys who have a lot of like mild inconveniences and the movie, it's just like never gets going. You know, I just felt like, yeah. And then the train broke down and then they rode a bus. Oh, they tried to rent a car, but the car wasn't there. Oh, gosh. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it just kind of like elevated to here and then just kind of like was boilerplate for me a little bit. It just kind of stayed a little lukewarm. Um, Steve Martin tries to rent a car and the car is just not there. And he freaks out and he goes back. And this is the famous scene where he like flips out on the the uh, rental car lady. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, he says fuck like a million times. I don't think you can cut this scene because <laughs> if you cut this scene, then you really don't have a, a movie. Because Steve <laughs> Martin, this is where the like well put together guy Lose loses it. his shit. Sure, I see that. Yeah. This is like the transitional turning point for this character. He's totally thrown like professionalism out the window. Yeah. And also coincidentally, from this point on, he's just like, all right, I'm stuck with John Candy. Like, I'm not going to get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like... I felt like, maybe I'm just being too hard on this, but I didn't feel like Steve Martin was that funny in the fuck scene. Oh, really? I thought that was, was I really think funny. he's great the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I want to, I'm going to go on record here and maybe this is grind this to a halt. Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. I thought this was a perfect movie. I, I was floored when it ended. It's wow. corny. But when it ended, I was like, I, I didn't think it would be that good. I really thought them trying to get home for Thanksgiving, every single thing going wrong. They're both great performers. And then this scene happened. And I was like, damn, they didn't even have to. Again, they could have 
made more money selling this movie by not include by not having every word being fucked. But we don't care. We committed to it. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just there's little signs of commitment like that in every scene. You know what I mean? Again, mm -hmm. like it doesn't need to get emotional. And John Candy suddenly out of nowhere comes out with this like, you don't like me? Well, you know what? I like me. My, you know, I don't know. There all these all these moments that uh the movie kind of uh I, I feel like there's comedies that would flake out even more. And it doesn't do that. I was actually genuinely really surprised by that. It was like more earnest of a movie than than I thought it would be. So uh this scene to me was like I was really fucking sold by this point mm -hmm. uh, because of that. And I, th I thought he was funny in it. I'm not going to say ob objectively. You know, clearly, it didn't work for you. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was. Uh, that's my that's my take on it. I hadn't shared my angle. Sure. Yet, so I wanted to get that out there because we have very different perspectives. Hey, on it's it. fine. I knew I was coming in here and, you know, having a bad review for a beloved holiday movie. I knew that this was not going to be a popular opinion for me. Sure. Um, but I'm still here to express yeah. my take you on the should. movie. So, yes. you know, I understand that people out mm -hmm. there are going to say I'm wrong. That's okay. Sure. But I want to make my stance clear in case this is just, it wasn't. This is just yeah. my opinion on the movie and, and maybe... Uh, Maybe some other people out there agree with me and we could stand together privately in the sure. corner when people talk about how great this movie is. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, I just thought the delivery in this scene was like so obvious. Again, it just felt like Steve Martin was doing a shtick when mm -hmm. he walked up and he's like, your motherfucking dumbass car wasn't there. That was funny <laughs> to me. But then as it went on, I don't yeah. give a fuck if you don't have the fucking car. And I just walked a long fucking way to get to this fucking desk and it was just so much i'm like yeah okay so get to the point where she says fuck back to you this is such a telegraphed joke that you're making the centerpiece of this movie I, you know i was like i like the idea here but i just didn't like steve martin's delivery in it i think if this but i i will say too to that i think if that had been in many other types of movies maybe i would have been a little more like all right uh i think i do think you you mentioning things being corny I do think maybe corny and holiday movie in my mind go together and I forgive it. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe I am doing a degree of that. I don't know. Um, I yeah. could, uh, you know, to be real I with see you, what you're I see what you're saying. Uh, to be honest, and this is going to be a probably even more hot take and maybe people out there will really blast me for this one. Mm. I don't know if I, tr I'm trying to think if there's any holiday movie that I actually think no. is good. I don't like Christmas story, mm. you know, Elf. Well, Home no, Alone. I, don't Home Alone? I love Home Alone. Okay. I do love Home Alone. Okay. Home Alone is so good, I almost forget that it's about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And it does it Home Alone's the best holiday movie of all time, in, <laughs> yeah. my, in my opinion. I now agree. that now that you mentioned that. Man. I agree with you. Jingle uh, all the way. Somebody said in the now uh, I'm gonna go with the chat. Jingle all the way, not the greatest movie. Uh, uh you know, I would argue that. Uh, Die Hard is a great Christmas movie just because it's such a great movie that happens mm. to vaguely have Christmas in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, uh, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I liked as a kid. Yeah. You know, and I could still watch it as a tradition, but. Christmas Story, I just rewatched like a day ago. And uh, yeah, that one, I, I like that. I like it. I'll say I like the movie, but it has never been like up on, uh, it's never been on a pedestal for me either. Um, but But all of what you're saying ties into I was going to say this a minute ago, Derek, is uh, there is a level, though, of like this, the, the type of corny this movie is, I feel like has never kind of been your thing. No. And I think I really do feed on it. 
Um, that being said, I think this movie has more to offer than just that, and that's why I really liked it. But I, 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 I kind of that doesn't surprise me. I think that's kind of never been your thing, you know. So uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're saying to me you're not saying anything too terribly unexpected. I mean, you know. Yeah, I feel like for me, this movie kind of is too middle of the road. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite go deep enough to be really like dramatic on any level. Mm-hmm. For for me, this movie doesn't like stir real emotions in me, but it doesn't go comedy enough. It kind of keeps itself purposely wholesome throughout where mm-hmm. it doesn't quite delve in, in my opinion, into being like a really, really funny Mm-hmm. movie it just kind of is it is what it is it's kind of a middle of the road movie in my opinion and i know it's a beloved movie out there um we can just kind of fast forward to the ending eventually they they do make it home and i i feel like we're going to skip over kind of maybe the most entertaining and funny part with the, the which is when they just the rent a car and, yeah they take yeah. a rental car and uh they're smoking oh. cigarettes in it they're driving on the wrong side of the road they almost get into a heinous car crash and they light the car on fire yeah, that the, the the car and them driving it totally that especially not to keep bringing this fucking movie up, yeah. but that's Tommy Boy where it's like, but you get to your destination, but your car is like, how are you even making this on the road? Yeah. Like this is so fucked up. The car, the car part, you know, I, that was the most entertaining part for me. You know, it's not like this movie <laughs> sucked. It's not like this movie's miserable. I wasn't no, like no, dying watching it. Yeah, you know, but I was just kind of sitting there being like, ha, yeah, oh shit, this car part's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was that was my favorite part, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, There's it's funny. Uh, John Hughes was also involved in Christmas Vacation, which that's a that's a Christmas movie. I love. I love. I love. Yeah. Uh, but it uh, that starts with car. Uh, oh, yeah. Road road rage car chase bullshit. To, it's just funny. It's like they kind of worked that into more than one holiday movie. I don't know. It's interesting. Now. Uh, I'm going to go to the ending because this is where I feel I have the strongest argument. Mm. I do not think this is a perfect movie. The ending of this movie left me like feeling empty inside. Oh, okay. Okay. So it comes out at the end of this movie that John Candy's wife, who he has been adoring and saying like, my wife loves me, you know, he he seems like a really good husband. You find out that she's been dead for like almost a decade. And And I think that his trunk is all he has. I think that's like, that's his possession. Yeah. John Candy is basically like a homeless Homeless. guy. Oh, so sad. And he's just been like, you know, walking with nowhere to go and kind of just being like happy go lucky, not letting uh, Steve Martin know that he really has nowhere to go. And that's why Steve Martin's like picking up everything. And, but John Candy's such a lovable guy, you know, who would who would guess? So Steve Martin goes and finds him, realizes like, oh, my God, he's so lonely, goes and finds him. They have this moment where he confesses like, yeah, my wife died eight years ago. And he's like, well, why don't you come back to my house for the holidays? And then it ends with Steve Martin arrives at home and it's just this really awkward scene of his like ghostly haunted looking wife. Kind of just like yeah. staring at him from the staircase. I did think that that <sighs> wife in particular. I'm like, what is happening? She, she looked like she expected him to die instead yeah. of coming. She looks like she's scared that he's there. And then he's like, "Honey, this is my friend Dell. Hi, nice to meet you." And then they go in for a 
passionate kiss. And it just like closes in on Dell. We just learned this guy's wife has been dead for eight years. And he just watches <laughs> Steve Martin make out with his living wife. And he just kind of smiles. Yeah. And it fades to black. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, way to rub it in John Candy's face. Like, well, your wife might be dead, but uh, stand by while I make out with my wife here. I was just like, what? It, this, it almost felt like, honestly, I was like, is that it? Is there not more to... Is is there a happy ending here? That felt really strange to me. It's so funny, Derek, because I had when it cut to black, I went, okay. I had I said that out loud. Me too. I Googled it. I Googled planes, trains, automobiles, ending, explained. And people were like, (laughs) John Candy's wife was dead the whole time. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I know. But what was the intention of the filmmakers with that ending? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I... uh, yeah, I if it's the last shot was like them two together at the table and like something like, oh man, they became friends. Like that's yeah. how how nice is this? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, but A Tuttle has just put something in the chat that I was yes. not aware of. Were you guys aware of this? Yes. I was okay. I'm not aware. Now. Go ahead and bring this up. Uh this movie famously, you may this may blow your mind. <laughs> okay. Fa- ha- a lot of movies have deleted scenes. This movie was famous for its deleted scenes because oh. for years in interviews and other things that came up, the, the, like half the movie was excised. Just say what A. Tuttle said because yes. that's significant. A. Tuttle said in the original cut there was an entire subplot with the wife kept thinking Steve Martin was cheating on her. Oh. Where like like okay oh you're still not coming oh you're still not here there was a whole ongoing thing. Okay, well and and uh, so that was removed. Uh, there's also, I believe I may have this wrong, but there was also like, they go have dinner and maybe that got cut too, because if you, if you guys remember, I don't know if you do earlier in this movie, Steve Martin's having like visions of like what Thanksgiving will be, you Mm -hmm. know, it shows like the Turkey. Uh Yeah. yeah. Those are just deleted scenes. Like. They oh. have Thanksgiving dinner. What? Like, like there was what the fuck? What? There was an hour and ten more minutes of okay. this movie. All right, and they just cut the shit I out of it. I feel like this is validating <laughs> to me. Oh, the yeah, guy yeah, who's yeah, yeah. sitting here being like, yeah. "This movie has fucking low stakes. It never gets into gear." It feels like it ramps up to a point and then just sits boilerplate. I'm literally just quoting things I've said from the last hour. And then you tell me this whole subplot where this weird ass wife actually has like a thought that is is explaining why she's acting like she's fucking haunted. So (laughs) maybe this is why the movie just left me being like, huh? Like, so uh, the deleted scenes were never, ever found mm. until two days ago. Are you fucking uh, the, serious? The, four, the 4K, the 4K re-release just came out actually three days ago on the 22nd. Yeah, and they said surprise, we found all Shut of them, and they're the on. Fuck up. They're on. I mean, they weren't found three days ago. They were released three. Days yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can actually now. And I was going to today after this, I was going to watch the extra hour the, and ten. Minutes. Well, maybe <laughs> I will too. <laughs> maybe I will too because yeah. you know. I understand this is a beloved movie to a lot of people out there, but I feel like this kind of explains something that I was feeling watching the movie that I wasn't even aware of until you've said this now. We're just this movie just kind of felt off to me. But but I I, but it it is funny you mentioned that though with the ending. It's funny for some reason the ending it was weird, but I didn't really think too much about it. For me, 
I don't know why this is, but for me, I thought more about when, like I said, when he's having those visions of Thanksgiving, like they're all sitting at the yeah. table and the turkey. Yeah. That was, I was like, that was spooky. That was my moment yeah. where I was like, why are they showing these like ethereal kind of moments here? And yeah, I, I, I it, it set my radar off. I'm like, were these deleted scenes? Dude, and they were. This yep. makes actually like, <laughs> it's, this doesn't change my opinion of the movie, but sure, it explains yeah. why I had this feeling where I say yeah. like this movie it tries to have these emotional moments, but for me, it's never like, why should we care? Yeah, yeah. Why, you know, why is Steve Martin so like, I I just explained to your wife that fucking traffic is bad. <laughs> I didn't know like your whole marriage is going to collapse because there's this infidelity element and she doesn't believe you. <laughs> uh, that at least is another like layer to this movie, which is interesting. They should yeah. they should kept that in. But I don't know. They said, yeah, they said the initial cut of the movie was four hours. So they oh, were like, wait. They were hours. like, well, that ain't going to work. You can't do that. Never yeah, that ain't going to work. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what the solution is here then. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And all that extra stuff, yeah, people are saying this too, but but all that extra stuff is in, it, it's like they found it. It's like VHS quality. So it's in its own uh, bonus uh, feature. Okay. It's not like integrated back into the movie, but, uh, uh, it, but it is available to watch. So I did think that was kind of neat. Well, I thought the ending was weird. I thought the movie, kind of you know was lacking some punch to it maybe it's this wife subplot that was deleted but well, maybe, I, maybe it's just not my kind of movie i don't know i forgave i forgave that weird actual ending because i thought i thought john candy and his performance in the scenes preceding that were so good mm -hmm. i love the left turn kind of twist with him and the emotional moments with him. And uh, that was just like, again, a, a little element I didn't think we were going to get. And I savored every second of it. So uh, I forgave the weird uh, spooky last shot. I did think it I did think it was weird. But for some reason, those flashback parts tripped me up more. I don't mm. know what that was. Anyway. That's crazy. But we had similar thoughts, different parts. All right. Uh, let's give it some official scores here. Yep. Rocco, you picked it, so you can start with the Shakers. Uh, as I said, I love a good corny holiday movie, but I thought this brought more to the table via its th these kind of emotional moments, uh, the the uh, development kind of between them. I really enjoyed uh, where that went. I think I think they're both entertaining, but I do think. I'm not going to say this is like the best Steve Martin movie. Again, like you said, I don't know what that is. Maybe it is the jerk. I, I like the jerk personally a lot, but this to me was more of a candy presentation. I love John Candy. He shines here. Um, I, when this was over to me for a holiday movie, this was perfect to me. Five out of five. Five out of five shakers. Derek. I'll go next. I've already given my review, so I don't need to reiterate or unnecessarily slam this movie. I think it's uh two out of five. Uh, you know, it's not the worst movie, but it's just not my kind of movie. I think I fall in the middle. I feel like I haven't said much in this last half of this episode. I, um, I'm right in the middle. We're like, I loved parts of this movie. I love, um, I love John Candy and I love Steve Martin. And, uh, I was, I, I like this movie, but I yeah I felt I did feel like oh, there's there's weirdness to it. I think maybe we just talked about what it was. Um, you know, I feel also like if I would have seen this movie as a kid, this would be a five for me. I think I would have loved it, and I think seeing it I now, I think so too. 
I think I've, I could imagine me with my dad watching this movie and fucking loving it. And I don't know why we didn't because he loves John Candy so much, but we just didn't. Um, I'm going to give it three and a half out of five. Um, I thought it was a great movie and uh, I probably will watch it again when Thanksgiving comes around again. So that's I think I think pick. if I saw this movie younger, uh, I would like it a lot more. I think I've seen it. I think there's an era of comedy movies that this fits in and we're maybe like two or three eras later, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just feel like it's a little late for me to get into this movie. Yeah. Me I think personally. I kind of, I think I kind of, uh, I just vibe with that, with the, like eight, the corny eighties movies. We've disagreed on that kind of thing before. Yeah. And, uh, but I think I, I vibe with it for whatever reason. Um, and, I like corny eighties uh, movies yeah. that are a little bit more fucked up. This movie sure. was not fucked up enough for me. Can I just say it? This movie needed to be <laughs> raunchier. The scene where he curses out the the lady, he needed more venom in his delivery. <laughs> this just was this movie was too wholesome for me. So yeah, I think I, I guess I like the wholesomeness. Uh, but I will say, I want to say though, as a side note, when you mentioned like, oh, if I had seen it earlier, things like that. Yeah, I'm, this is just a side tangent. Sorry, but something <laughs> that bothers me. Because sometimes I'll, what's oh what, what, what? somebody said something in chat crack me up. I'm oh, gonna okay. repeat it. Something something. <laughs> I saw it too. That's okay. Uh, shame on it. Shame on you. Uh, shame on you. Yeah, they, we didn't say it. But anyway, uh, so the one thing I want to say is sometimes when I bring up a movie like this, you guys didn't say this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pat you both on the back. I will okay. physically in a minute. Thank you. Uh, you didn't say this, but sometimes when there are movies like this. And I'll bring it up and maybe, yeah, maybe it didn't work for someone. Maybe someone didn't like it. They'll say this one thing and it, they don't ever intend it insulting, but oh, it no. low key insults me where they go, well, I just didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be something that I saw a year ago. And mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't fucking grow up with it either. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten that on, on, uh, mm-hmm. what else? Terminator. I get like Terminator. I saw when I was 28. I didn't see it until that. And it was like, well, I, I didn't like it. I didn't grow up with it. I'm like, well, I fucking just watched it. Like it, it was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, mm. I get that. I get that a lot. I'm, I'm specifically talking about myself. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, so you just, you just reminded me of that when it was like, if I had watched it a long time ago, but uh, I liked it yeah. now. I'll when say I it. When I think of like growing up with a movie though, yeah. that's like, I grew up with Terminator because I watched the movie but then I spent years pretending I was a Terminator, you know, or pretending <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was John yeah, Connor yeah. or reenacting like that motorcycle diesel chase scene, like yeah. on my neighborhood, on my bike. So yeah. Yeah. it was like, yeah, pretending I was in the movie for years and years. Well, and I years. know that when I saw that movie, I told Rocco I didn't grow up with it because I didn't think two was as good as one. Um, speaking of growing up with things, Wrong. my what? Oh, nothing. I had there was chocolate milk there. Uh, speaking of going up to things, my pick is a movie that I watched as a kid and I've watched it a hundred times. I've watched this movie so many fucking times. Uh, Rocco has never seen it and I think he, that's not an accident. He didn't want to see it. I'm going to make him watch the movie (laughs) Happy Gilmore starring Adam Sandler. Uh, He's going to have to see it. And I know he really hates Adam Sandler. I think this is going to, hey, you know what? (laughs) Hold on. I have always maintained that I am a Sand fan. Yeah. That I'm a Sandler fan. Yeah. And I grew up with Happy Gilmore. Yes. This is a movie I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So if if this movie doesn't convert you. I didn't grow up with it. I think this movie, you never saw this movie. And that explains why you're not an Adam Sandler fan. (laughs) Yep. But I still think this movie 
is powerful and has the power to change your opinion. I am dying the, to know. I think this might convert you. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Goku versus Vegeta of Mega 64, the uh, Neo versus Agent Smith of Mega 64 is going to be uh, John John Candy and Steve Martin versus Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Hey, Steve Martin sucks. Adam Sandler rules. Where do you stand? <laughs> we're, we're doing this live. Chat. Chat. Vote. <laughs> We want to see the votes. Not only is Where Adam you Sandler stand? a better comedic actor than Steve Martin, but Uncut Gems is fucking Oscar-worthy dramatic oh, role. No, no. Sandler is like hey, 10 Steve Martin. Can you put this poll on Twitter and put who's yeah, better, Steve okay. Martin or Adam Sandler? Yeah, I'll do a, I'll do a Twitter thing. Okay. Okay. Dude. We're going to get I I know I know I already know Adam who's Sandler. You want to talk about comedy albums that are actually funny? Adam Sandler. Steve hey, Martin. I'm not, I don't care about. Wait, hold on. Actually, maybe that's a point to contend here. I don't care about Steve Martin's comedy albums. That is, Thank I don't, you. I don't. Thank you. But the I movies am, are good. I'm leading the cause on, but the, on the anti Steve Martin. Good. But you know what? But let me just say this is boiled down to just Steve Martin. I said both. And I will say, and I don't know if this is controversial, I would rather stand the Candyman. Than Steve Martin. If it becomes one of those, uh, sorry, I'm going John Candy. John so Candy, sure. if you're if you want to do John Candy versus Adam Sandler, I stand by. I stand mm -hmm. by. Are you a uh, banjo well, comedy or are you Hanukkah song? Well, where do you stand? <laughs> Anyways, I uh, can't wait to see what Rocco thinks. <laughs> hey, well, one person in the chat said, "Click his dog shit." Well, thank you. I <laughs> Jack and hey, Jill. I'm not. I'm not including we, Click hey, <laughs> in Movie Club. We watched Meet the <laughs> Zohan. We okay, have seen right. bad Adam hey, Sandler movies. Hey, Adam Sandler is both better than Steve Martin and worse. He's the alpha <laughs> and the omega. He's made better movies he's and he's made worse movies. That's he's true. more versatile, you know, yeah. better and worse. He's bigger in every sense, okay? <laughs> there was a streak of Adam Sandler where it was Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and The Wedding Singer. And for me, those are some of the best movies. I love those movies. So... Anyways, you haven't seen you, them all. You haven't seen. You haven't seen two. You haven't seen. And you, uh, Happy you Gilmore. didn't hate Billy Madison, so shut the fuck no, up. No, I didn't. No, that was no. That shut was, the that, that fuck worked. up. That worked. I'll, I'll we'll deem it, it. It worked. We'll see you next week. For uh, oh, on Patreon. On Patreon. Oh yeah, the next on week Patreon. it'll be on Patreon. So join, join patreoncom to, to see if he converts to a Sandman fan. Thank all right, you. thank you. Uh, oh, oh, Black Friday continues. Oh, Keep yeah. watching, but we'll be back in in just a few minutes. Stick around. Bye.